They've got one coming out. They they do have one coming out, but it's not. It's uh, I, they've got the pre-order up for it, and they've got a couple of different versions. There's one that's like a, a official black series that he's only like seven ninety nine or whatever because he's going to be so tiny. Yeah, because he's only going to be like an inch tall because he'll be the scale to like the Mando and all like this type of stuff. And then they've got another couple of versions coming out that they've got that they're selling for like nine ninety nine each, and it's like I think it's six different ones, and there's like he's basically in like little poses. So I don't think he's going to be very articulated or anything like that. But he comes with like there's one that has the his tiny little cup where he's sipping from it, and then there's Gosh. one with the frog and all like that type of good stuff. So it's like they should do another one of the just. Mando, yeah, with him, kind of like the Ray I gave you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn it, I left that out in in the in the living room, man. Thank you again, by the way. That Ray is freaking awesome. I can't believe that that was so cheap too. You think my wife? She grabbed it. I'm like, well, I don't need another one. She says, well, give us a day. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, dude, I'll take it. I was like, well, I don't know, man. I'm not really recollecting the sequel stuff, but like, if it's, I mean, like, free is like the perfect price just, for me. I just waited on it to sink in. It. It's, like, <laughs> it's free. <laughs> right? It's Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I know it goes against your, your code. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm just focusing on this, but come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to 2BT. I'm David. Whoa, man. What's going on there? I'm wondering what's going on yeah no did you hear that static just then no i don't pay attention to anything that happens maybe it's just on my side i think i just peaked it like hardcore because i got like super loud i'm not like even right on top of the microphone i've got like oh yeah you yeah through really loud and clear i know it right dude and that's what's crazy i haven't adjusted any of the levels or anything like that so i'm backing on mine off a little bit so we're gonna we're gonna see how this works today or whatever so yeah dude i was blowing it out just a minute ago this is this seems a lot better so Anywho, I had to bump yours up and then totally taking mine down, so I'm so soft spoken. I know it. You're so soft. Just soft Michael. There you go again. <laughs> uh you know what that is, man? That's my cord. That's what's going on. It's cord to my headphones that I'm getting the static through. I don't like that. That's not good at all. I think it's the, the jack. Sorry guys, as we just kinda like uh, I just knocked down She's your little display the jack. dude. <laughs> dude that is one band that i would love to see that i've never seen live before yeah it's acdc you never did huh I i've never got to see them live dude and i, I won't get I mean, to see them yeah i won't get to see them as actual acdc uh because you know uh is it was it malcolm that died malcolm died it was malcolm, and man. then their drummer he's serving jail time for trying to have his wife murdered or whatever oh whoa yeah did you not ever and hear then, that and then brian johnson does he, he's had health problems too, right? Uh, yes, I think so. I think that's. I know that's one of the reasons why their last tour they like cut it short because he was having. I think it was more like throat issues, though. Yeah, throat issues. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, that's still a health issue. So let me look and see here. I'm I'm pulling up the 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 the, the iPad. I'm starting trying to use my iPad more. I bought this iPad almost like a year ago, and I don't hardly ever. 
I don't hardly ever use it, man. That's what's sad. Like everything always goes to my phone, and I'm like, this is a bigger, better screen on my iPad. Mm-hmm. I should start using this, and then my Kindle just kind of like sits there now. Sits there, to yeah. It's to it's ridiculous. Wonder how much love you had for the Kindle when you first got it? Oh, dude, it was so great too. I was like, and I, I loved it so much, and I was like, I'm gonna get me a case just like Michael's I still because have I was. My beautiful I know it, right man, and and your beautiful case that you have for it, and everything like that, because like I loved that case. I was like, dude, that's freaking awesome i'm gonna mute my computer i hear that it just made noises and uh, yeah it's not supposed to be yep anyway i was doing taxes the other day so i changed some stuff did my taxes got my taxes all set up so i'm happy i won't tell you how much i'm getting back over the over the over the show here but it's 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 quite here i'll just pause it real it fast. made you happy very happy <coughs> Did good on your your taxes, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did you want to talk about that? Just no. For okay. Okay. You don't want to. Okay. I thought that's what yet. you said, not, but I, not yeah. yet. I'm not ready. Not, I'm not, not ready here because I feel like there's something wrong. We just had like a whole conversation while that was on pause. I'm sure people would have enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm sure they would. Uh, I will say this. I'm just broke. <laughs> yeah. I've had the best January of my life financially yeah. in a long time, and yeah. it's all gone thanks to prom dresses and dental work and car issues for it's like it's all gone yeah and then yeah we were talking about getting tax our taxes Tax, done taxes. and uh, some, oh, yeah. some cool stuff coming up for both of us oh yeah um i'm like shouldn't be doing what i'm about to go do but it's gonna be so awesome but it's gonna be awesome yeah yeah because i always i always say that i have like my retirement vacations that i like to call my retirement vacations one of them is eventually uh like going into i would like to start in england yeah and then follow the trail of the allies through Europe. Uh, not necessarily Africa because I'm not that comfortable with going to Africa, especially like Northern Africa, like Morocco and stuff like that. Those yeah. places aren't really safe for us to go right now. I know that the company that I work for actually has a facility in Morocco and they will not allow, allow us to travel there because Morocco is not safe for us to go to. So yeah. therefore I'm like, eh, no, I would like to go to Italy and stuff like that and see a lot of where the bombers flew out of and stuff like that. Uh, especially after I read the one book by Stephen Ambrose, it was like, uh, the wild blue men and boys who flew B 24s through 1944 through 45 in Northern Italy or something like that. It's like a really long title. The main title is the wild blue. Everything else yeah, is just yeah. like a secondary title to it, but it's very cool. It's a great book. It's kind of almost like a biography about, uh, George McGovern. He's kind of like one of the main focuses in the book because he was a B 24 pilot. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it was really cool. It's, uh, the, they were stationed, I think it's like the 12th Air Force. The 8th Air Force always gets all the glitz and glamour because they had all the B-17s and stuff like that. The 12th Air Force was stationed out of Italy and they flew B-24s, which was really the workforce, workhorse of, the Army Air Corps at that point in time. There's more B-24s that carried a heavier payload than the B-17, but they weren't as pretty as the B-17. B-17, if you ask me, was just a beautiful airship. Like, it was just amazing. Uh, Anyways, dude, I could sit there and, like, go on and on about this book for, like, an hour, and nobody would want to... I might have to... You know what, man? I might have to do a bibliophile on that one, man. You should. I should. Any any of those books like that that you've read, especially Ambrose... That'd be a good fit. We need more history related yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I'm, I'd be, I'm, I dare say the knowledge you and your brother have about World War II and the deep knowledge you have is probably better than most college professors 
because what y'all focus on is not necessarily what they go that deep into teaching. Except maybe at a military institute or something where they yeah. focus on the actual military and tactics and things. Yeah, like that. I will say, man, Ambrose. Like, if you're any like, if you have any like uh, interest in like World War Two and stuff like that, you can't go wrong with Ambrose. Well, he wrote in a style that one was approachable for just somebody that doesn't know a lot. Yeah, can learn. Oh yeah, because his writing is so clear. Well, and he has his book about D Day is just amazing. He actually has a comparison. He one chapter of his is comparing uh, Eisenhower and Rommel. Uh, you know, Erwin Erwin Rommel, yeah, Desert uh, Fox. Yeah, the Desert Fox, and it's crazy the similarities. The two both grew up in like strict German households. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that Eisenhower was you know German American in Denison, born yeah, in Denison born to in a De- railroad. Yeah. Born uh, in Denison and raised in, in Kansas. And raised in Kansas, yeah. Uh, born in Denison and raised in Kansas. Uh, that's a great trivia question for anybody that you can always get people with. What is is what two major commanders out of World War II were born in Texas? And that's Dwight Eisenhower and, and Nimitz. Nimitz. Nimitz Which, was Fredericksburg. Nimitz. Yeah, Nimitz. The Navy. Yeah, Central Texas. Yeah. Central Texas has no water. Yeah, yeah. If you look, yeah, exactly. If you look at where Fredericksburg, Texas is on a map, it's about 30 miles west of New Braunfels, which is kind of between... Uh, San Antonio and Austin. And you're going to learn a lot on the Guadalupe River. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> right? Maybe an inner tube, but. Yeah. There's hills and there's trees yeah. and there's rocks, but that's about it, man. There's not a lot, like you said, there's not a lot but of But maybe water that's down why there. he pursued that. That's a, I, it's yeah, possible. Wanna, maybe, have you ever read a biography of Nimitz? No, I haven't. That'd be I interesting to. to see what pushed him into the Navy as opposed to going and trying to get into the. Just the, the regular army. Yeah, I would like to learn more about Nimitz, and I'd like to learn more about uh, Halsey, Bull Halsey. Mm-hmm. Like, both those guys, for some reason, I'm really both fascinated by both those guys. Uh, you know, Halsey was, I think he was sick in the infirmary during Midway or whatever, and it was his whole idea that was saying, like, no, the Japanese are throwing a feint at, at, at the Lucians or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, anyways, I digress. Getting back into what we were talking about. We had talked about, like, just for a second had talked about the drummer from ACDC. Yeah. And, uh, I was, we went from ACDC to, we went from ACDC to all the way to before you get into that. Yeah. German, uh, the, (laughs) you brought up, but you brought up Erwin Rommel. Yeah. Oh dude. That's another one. Yesterday I watched two movies and started one. Did you watch Patton? Rommel, you son of a bitch. No. I read your book. I read your book. Yeah. No, the ones I watched was, um, uh, Billy Budd, which is based on uh, Herman Melville's uh, uh, naval story that he oh, wrote, okay. the last one he wrote. And it's, I've never watched the movie, and it's like from the 1950-something, and it's really good. Um, it's set during the war, the late 1780s, on a na- British naval ship. Oh, cool. Anyhow, I won't get, go into that. Then I watched uh, Far From the Manning Crowd, which is based on a Thomas Hardy book, but okay. But the one I want to bring up. I can go off so easy on different tangents, <laughs> but uh, but the cool thing is, I had recorded the Desert Fox, which is. Have you ever watched the Desert Fox about Erwin Rommel? I have not, and I need to watch Das Boot at some point in time. I, I watched it. The opening scene is so cool. It starts out on a on a British submarine off the coast of uh, I don't remember where it must have been the coast of Africa, and or, or 
at the time, I don't know where Rommel was. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm getting confused. It's probably Africa because, you know, he was called the Desert Fox all for a purpose. Yeah. Like it he, shows these British commandos getting off the, off the submarine, getting into these rubber boats. Yeah. Going to this coast, getting out. And it's so cool watching these guys because, I mean, this was like, this would have been like seven, eight years after the war. So pretty sure they had some people actually like technical advising, like, yeah, cause this is how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. And just watching them move silently around into this German base in an attempt to kill Rommel. Oh, wow. And I didn't, I didn't remember. He's like, what it was, what they were doing. And they're going and they're killing all these people. And then it gets to this one guy, he gets shot and he's all of a sudden it turns bad for the British and the Germans coming out and they're trying to pull back and get back to the boats, to get back to the submarine. Yeah. And the guy, they, one of the Germans roll over this British commando. He says, did we get him? You foolish Britain. No, of course not. You can't <laughs> get Rommel. <laughs> That's awesome. What's the name of that again? The Desert Fox. The De- okay. The Desert Fox. I'll, ch- I'll have to look that up. I might have to watch that tonight, man. Cause it sounds it's a pretty good movie. It sounds pretty interesting, man. And like Rommel is one of those guys. I hate to say it. Rommel is one of those guys that I'm actually kind of like fascinated by also because uh Ambrose did such a good job comparing the two of Eisenhower and Rommel. They both came from like really strict and, German and they both wanted to kill Hitler. They they both wanted to get yeah, Rommel like Hitler like dude if I can tell you right now if Hitler would have given Rommel full control on D-Day on Operation Overlord he probably would have put, pushed the allies back into the English channel. Because yeah. because Rommel actually Rommel was in Paris buying his wife some shoes for her birthday because D Day happened on her birthday, and uh, Hitler would not release the armor, and because he had to get okay through everything like that, and Hitler wouldn't release the armor, so all that they were using was like the 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 defenses that they had set up the Atlantic Wall. But he wouldn't, so he wouldn't allow any of the Panzers or the Tigers or anything like that to like move forward and attack. If they would have released those, he probably would have pushed the Allies back into. We it would totally history would have been changed. Oh yeah, but yeah. Hitler wouldn't allow it. No, and that's what's crazy. That's that is what's crazy, and especially like I said, whenever you actually look at the comparison of the two, uh, they both grew up in super strict German homes. Mm-hmm. They both. Uh, were outstanding star athletes in their in their schools. Yeah, they both uh, went to uh, prestigious military colleges. Oh, with yeah. with Eisenhower going to, I think he went to uh, West Point, and then uh, Rommel went to the I think the German Military Institute of Danzig or something like that or whatever. Anyways, like, and they both wound up marrying their high school sweethearts and stuff like that. It's really kind of weird whenever you look at the two in comparison on how similar they were. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, wow, dude, that's actually pretty, pretty interesting. And they were both like matching wits, you know, but really, really cool, man. Anyways. Yeah, man, I I'll, I'll think I'll, I think I'll do that. I think I'll wind up doing a little, uh, bibliophile on, 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 <sighs> I might just have to do both books and do two episodes. You can do two or like do them that. together. Do them together. I might just do them together or whatnot because that might get a little bit too long and boring for one. But yeah, I was trying to look to see if ACDC's drummer was in jail. Uh, <clears throat> ACDC drummer Phil Rudd. Oh, I see. I thought that said Paul Rudd. 
<laughs> the eternally youthful Paul Rudd. I know it, man. And that dude's such a good actor, man. I enjoy like just about everything that he does. I don't guess he's like a great actor, but he's just funny, man. I like his style of comedy or whatever, you know. Very relaxed. Oh yeah. Delivery of his the style he yeah. presents. Not like that over the top guy you saw last night at the comedy show you were telling me about. Oh yeah. That guy, uh, that guy was funny. He was funny. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed his set. He had some jokes that really, really, really made me laugh. But at the point in time, I think I don't. Maybe as I was just tired because it was that I, makes a big difference. It does, man. Because it was already late. Like it started at nine thirty. The first guy came up there who was the host. He started at like nine thirty or whatnot. He did about like a fifteen twenty minute set. And then what they called the, see, I, I always look at it from a, a musician standpoint, whatever yeah. I played music, you had the opener, yeah. then you had the main support, then you had the headliner. Yeah. What they call the opener is like the host. Mm-hmm. And then they have what they call the feature. And the opener is usually a local comic, right? That yeah. Works there. Yeah. That's all, all the time. Exactly. And then they had the, the, the featured guy who was what in musical terms would be called main support. And then they had the headliner. And the I actually enjoyed the featured guy better than the 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 headliner. Just yeah. because like his style was like more I won't say more subdued and relaxed. I mean cuz he got loud also, but it wasn't like like smashing watermelons shaking around well no because i love gallagher like with the smashing watermelons and stuff like that this dude's style uh just really reminded me of dane cook and dane cook gets on my nerves you know yeah. I, I, I find some of dane cook's jokes really funny mm-hmm. but some of them also really get on my nerves as well you know like the over extenuated like movements and like jerky stuff and just getting really loud into the microphone and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it was, it, it was enjoyable. I, I had a blast, man. But yeah, it was, it was, it was, this was, I'd been to a comedy show one time before and it was, uh, more of a concert type thing. Cause I went and saw flight of the concords back in the day. Oh yeah. And that was a long time ago. Those and are I, some funny people. Do they are. And it's Taika Waititi that used to mm-hmm. do the director, mm-hmm. that was the director on that show. Uh, so whenever I saw that, you know, Taika was doing the, a lot of stuff for The Mandalorian and now possibly getting his own Star Wars thing. And, you know, he was... Did he direct... Yeah, he did Thor... Uh, didn't yeah. he do Thor Ragnarok? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he did Thor Ragnarok and he actually played a role in Thor Ragnarok as well. Uh, and of course, you know he also does the voice of IG Eleven in The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I saw Flight of the Concords back in the day. It was basically them with their guitars and all like this type of stuff, yeah. just playing or whatnot, you know. Uh, but they actually had an opener, and he was a comedian, super funny dude. I can't think of the guy's name. He's he was on the show a couple of times, and that's kind of how he was able to be their opener or whatnot. But that was. Uh, the Nokia Live or whatever down there in Grand Prairie is where I saw them at. That was man, a really funny time, though, man. Comedy, I mean, anybody that pursues a career in the arts, whether it's painting or writing or especially the performing arts. Oh, yeah. It's got to be so tough. And Dude. I can't imagine how tough it must be just for comedians. Dude, that's one that I just could not fathom. Like, if you have a musical style, you can find a niche group of people that will eventually gravitate towards listening to you. But if you're just a funny, goofy person and 
a comedian. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the range of comedians goes from, like you said, from the over-the-top guy to a guy like Mark Maron, who's kind of just more conversational and introspective. Yeah, or dude like uh, 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 Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. Yeah, who was just like super chill, relaxed, or whatever. Mitch told, Hedberg, yeah, amazing. He's he like told, one-liners. Yeah. Just one-liners. His entire thing was skit was, I was skit, his entire stand-up was like one-liners, like stupid jokes. Which goes but back to the like foundations hilarious. of comedy. Like, oh, yeah. Take my life. Please. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Please. <laughs> I, I don't know if we ever did the intro. Can we do the yeah, intro? Yeah, we did it. Did we do the intro? Yeah. Okay. I was also going to say happy birthday to, to Steven. Oh, happy birthday, Steven. Because his birthday is February the 6th. Oh, heck yeah. So, yeah. It's, we're recording. As of right now, we're recording. It's February the 2nd. It'll be out like whenever it gets probably, out. But probably tomorrow. Probably tomorrow. I don't like to put regulations on you, though. Because yeah, <laughs> I know, like, all I do is I hit record and I adjust the little levels over here. You got to take it back and put the stuff on it and all like this eh, I don't have to. I could yeah. just go just dump it on the internet. Just dump just, it into the... Just dump it. Whatever. However this works. Put it out into your <laughs> right. ears somehow. Yeah. And just not even do anything. Just dump it. Uh, but no, yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, Stephen. Yeah, happy birthday, Stephen. Need I, to get him back. We do, man. I was hoping that he would show up today, but I, I don't know. Uh, I want to do some. Uh, I want to do another Indiana Jones roundtable someday. Oh, dude. Yeah, that's got to happen because that's yeah. one of my favorite. I mean, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, to me, they're like I can't separate the two. And then you brought up last time we talked about how there's that. Have you got to read a version of that comic with uh, Indiana Jones? No, yet? I haven't, man. I have not. I've, I've got yeah. to find that too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just like ingrained in my blood. I probably pretended to be Indiana Jones more than I did anybody from Star Wars growing up. You know, mine was probably equal parts, man. Really? Like it's probably equal parts of, of you know, because it's like, I couldn't tell you how many times I rolled in underneath the garage door. This is back yeah. in our garage, yeah. garage Before door. Before they had the little safety tanks yeah, yeah, where exactly. it actually could hurt you. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I couldn't tell you how many times I walked into the grocery store and opened the doors with the force. Yeah. I mean, I think you were talking about it on the last episode that some dude opened up the doors at the gas station. Yeah, this old guy in his 70s. He's a couple of steps. He's coming from the side. I was going straight in, and he's like, hold on a second. And he goes, Puts his hand up and he makes it open up like he's using the force to open the yeah. door. So it is, yeah. So you were telling me you bought some more videotapes here recently. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, when I told you about this, so you started a, there's a documentary that you started up. Yeah, that That's Rewind a, This. Rewind This yeah. on Amazon. And the preview for that to derail us right from the beginning of you bringing me up the VHS tapes. There was an Al Pacino TV series oh, yeah. for Amazon. They, they were there's a commercial for him. Like, what the heck is this? Oh, and yeah. Al Pacino in a TV series on Amazon, and it's done by Jordan Peele. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Hunters. I hadn't heard of this. Oh, really? This comes out. It's, uh, it's going to be released, premiered on February 21st. Okay. On Amazon Video, and I like Hunters. Hunters. Okay, what's this about? Because I couldn't hear it because the sound was turned down. And I oh, just, yeah. Like, well, I looked it up. Hunters. Here's the premise. All right. It follows a diverse band of Nazi hunters. Whoa. Living in 1977 New York City. Oh, okay. The hunters, as they, they're known, have discovered that hundreds of high-ranking Nazi officials are living among us and conspiring to create a fourth Reich in the United States. Oh, that's cool. The eclectic team of hunters will set out on a bloody quest to bring the Nazis to justice and thwart their own genocidal plans. 
That's crazy. Yeah, no kidding. So now I'm, uh, yeah, that's got to be like uh, fiction or whatever. Well, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, well, I was, well, I wasn't I was, sure. Uh, I was like, because like you know how many? No, Nazi- there were lots of Nazis living uh, it. That we find them here. Still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I was about to say because South it, America. I was about to say a ton of them ran to Argentina. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, but yeah, uh, that's that's the reason why I was kind of like I, I sat there and thought just for a second. I was like, hold on, just a second. Is this like real or is this like? Is this a... But anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a feeling this is going to be really action-packed and bloody, though. Yeah. Because in 1977, you could have been... Let's see, if 1945, if you were 30, that's... Well, you'd still, you'd still be kind of old. Yeah, you'd be in your 60s. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, it'd be... If, if it was 1945, you were in your 30s and, and 45, then you'd be in your 60s and 70 or whatever, you know. Or even if you were in your 40s at the point in time of of the war, then you'd be in your 70s at that point in time. So it'd be older men. I think that's the reason why they have, probably have Al Pacino, since he is older and stuff like that now. Yeah, yeah. Plus, he's a freaking phenomenal actor, so why not? But you brought that up. I have a reason yeah. that, because the, the, that excited me when I saw that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's cool, because after watching uh, Pacino play and uh, the Irishman, it's like, neat to see what he's doing next. Oh, yeah. Because I, I used to be, like, I'd just like, find an actor. I'd just go deep into their catalog of film. Well, yeah. Stuff, you know, filmography. And, it's, and that's 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 always fun to do, if you ask me. Like, I watched uh, White Boy Rick the other day. Have you seen that one yet? White Boy Rick. Yeah. Yes. That's yes. A good that's Yeah, a good it one. is, man. It is. I was I was just kind of trying to find something to watch, and I came across that. And, and I was you know, like, that's just, that out. guy that played Rick... He'd never acted. He was just some kid they found out of high school. I could tell. Uh, I mean, like he wasn't like him and the girl that's in the in that movie aren't the best actors or whatever. I think they did a great job, but I mean they were a- acting opposite Matthew McConaughey. He didn't know who that was. Are you serious? That's why he did such a good job. He wasn't awed by Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, because he didn't know who Matthew McConaughey was. Yeah, it's just like my my oldest daughter is going to UT. Yeah, wanting to go into me- the media section where Matthew McConaughey is now a full professor down there. Oh, really? People, my wife's like, people think you're just going to go for because of he's Matthew McConaughey's teaching down there now. Yeah, and it's like. And she's Tristan, like, Tristan she like, doesn't even know who Matthew McConaughey is. Who's Matthew she's McConaughey? She's never seen his movies. Yeah. She's not, she's not the t- demographic of people that are fans of McConaughey. Yeah. Cause yeah, I don't know. If she has seen it. I think we maybe watched, <laughs> made her watch Days and Confused. Maybe. I hope so because Days and Confused, <laughs> I still stand by this statement of saying Days and Confused has one of the best soundtracks ever of any oh, movie. Oh, it do- definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you brought this up. Uh, this other diversion, the derailment came because you brought up me. Yeah, I picked up another forty. Uh, See, I've VHS got, I, I got a plan because there's something I'm wanting to segue into that deals I, with movies. I went on. <laughs> uh, I found my little uh, fishing hole where, yeah, where yeah. I know I'm going to catch some VHS tapes, and I ended up getting forty for a dollar because oh, they had everything okay. is half off in this place. And I guess. They got an endless supply because every time I go in there, I like will clear out a third of what they have. Oh wow! And then they they fill it back up, and the, the, like this last time, I got forty, and I only got like three or four duplicates. Because yeah, it's like I was telling you, it's like I'm always looking for a more pristine cover or a better looking like the tape doesn't look like it's ever been played. Yeah, or still like sometimes still you can in shrink still, wrap. You can still find them in shrink wrap. That's Those awesome. are like the the best ones to get. I'm glad to hear that I rubbed off on you a little bit too. You, yeah, I'm learned. I've learned from the master yeah. here. Because like, you said that you go in there, you start looking for better versions of the ones that you already have. Like I had a Lonesome Dove, 
Yeah. On one cassette, which was crazy because that would have been a six-hour cassette. Oh, yeah. And that was in a super long play, right? Because <laughs> the originally, they would have been on two cassettes at least, if yeah. not three. Oh, God, Because yeah. it's a six-hour. Well, with Lonesome Dove, yeah, I was about to say, uh, I think that one was, was like a three-cassette thing yeah. or whatever. Because Titanic alone and Braveheart and two, yeah, were two-cassette two. movies. Yeah. yeah. Because that would have, the the video quality would have just been better on, oh, yeah. the, on the others. Um, why did I say that? Oh, because you're always looking like I had a lonesome dub, but then, well, this one was just a little bit better. More pristine, the cover. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. It's a weird collector. You don't have to you, have it, but it's... You don't have to have cents, it. man. I mean, it's not right. the best thing ever. Wall Street Journal, I told you, there's a large, big article in the Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal. Yeah. About VHS collecting. Really? And it scared me. I was like, crap. <laughs> there's more of me Now out people, there. now people that see this article are going to go start buying everything up yeah. because they think they're going to get rich off of it. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm not buying this collection, making this collection to get rich. But you know what? That's what happens. That's what no, ruins, exactly. ruins like anything, like comics in the that's 90s, what happened with, cards. That's what happened with Star Wars in 2015. You know, I, I don't mean to interrupt no, you, go but that's, that's exactly what happened with Star Wars in 2015. From 2010... I will say I got back into collecting it about like 2007, 2008. Yeah. In 2010, I really hit my stride and really started collecting. And about 2011, I started picking up vintage stuff. Like the vintage... Oh, crap. There's my noob hitting the freaking microphone stand. And that's supposed to be a shock mount, so you shouldn't really hear that, but you can. But anyways... <laughs> I always forget these are, I mean, I'm looking at you, you yeah. have headphones, in them, but I don't see the headphone or microphone. Yeah, them. yeah, exactly. I don't, I forget this is in front of this. me. That's good though, man. You're supposed to, you're not supposed to be able to even pay attention to that because it's supposed to just be two conversation between you're two such friends. such an engaging conversationalist, <laughs> Dave, that I just get <laughs> like, so wrapped yeah, up. So I get wrapped up in those eyes of yours. <laughs> like my green, my green emerald eyes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was. Anyways, I was gonna say I totally you're like, blushing. I'm not, well, it's because I was sitting there thinking about like I started talking to somebody today at Target. Mm. Of all things, I started just talking to somebody out of the blue at Target, and then I just I just open up and I talk to people. And as I'm walking out to my truck, I'm like, "You're stupid. Why do you just sit there and just talk to people about whatever for 15 minutes?" Where I'm sitting there thinking in the back of my mind, going like, "I really want to go. I'm, I'm trying to get out of this conversation, but <laughs> see, I can't stop." See, you're the exact opposite of me i'm like i'm good with just like, <laughs> right? yeah it's just like but i just sit there and start rambling the most stupidest stuff like and it starts from me going like oh hey i like your shoes and it was some you know lady at target because she had on like these really cool leopard print like tinny shoes or whatever she was kind of rockabillied out and next thing you know we're sitting there just like chatting and i was like i really want to go because i'm ready to go home or whatever but like it's just stupid it's just stupid and it just drives me up you're the wall just a, you're a people person though <laughs> you are you kind of but i hate people at the same time no so yeah like, i know i know this thing this feeling yeah, yeah. I don't like being around crowds, but like you get me in a one-on-one situation with somebody, and it's freaking awesome. Hold the thought where we're at. Cause I, I gotta, I gotta tell you about that. I can't even remember. I was, what we were I was, talking about. We're talking about um, collecting and how people drive. They, oh they yeah, 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 Rich yeah, off yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah. You're not gonna get rich off. No, of it. no, no. But I was, I was at work the other day, <laughs> and I'm working on somebody else's property because I'm building some stuff for him. Yeah, and this 
older lady, about I'd say she's in her late sixties, early seventies, pulls up, and then she's got her husband, who's a big dude, kind of. You can tell he's a bit of a cranky looking kind of guy. Yeah, with his spit cup and <laughs> fisherman cap, fish cap, or what you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, trucker cap on. Yeah. I'm sorry. Is this your place? I'm like, no, man. I'm just, I'm just working here. And she says, she says, oh, is well. I said the lady, the lady that lives here. She's in the house, but they, she has therapy with her kid going on. It looks like right now, and blah 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 blah. Yeah. I said, but I do live here. I just live over the hill here. Said, oh, nice. And then I so of course I'm like, okay, potential client because they, they said they had some property just. Down yeah. the road, I'm like, okay. And this is where I have to be a nice person. Oh, right. I just wanted, to, I just wanted to do my job. Now, now salesman Michael comes. I just out. want to yeah. do my job. I want to work, and people want to always stop and talk because I'm on this traveled road where people just keep. And they, if yeah. they know me, they stop. And I'm like, well, there's another 20 minutes of my life going to be gone. <laughs> but I got to be nice because I, I don't have anything against people. It's just like I'm working here. Yeah. I have a break time that I try to take that I don't want to spend my break time talking to you. Yeah. 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 I don't take breaks. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but these are my breaks, I guess. So I guess they're looking out for me. And then the guy's like, Oh yeah, we, we're from, where are y'all from? And they were from Valley View. He's like, yeah, I played football in Valley View. I sure did knock some people's blanks <laughs> in the dirt. And I'm like, Whoa. He's like, yeah, these monster boys, we beat the blankety blank out of them all the time. They didn't have nothing on and us. This was probably like 40, 50 years ago that he played. Yeah, he played in the 60s. Oh, my gosh. Just, we would knock their blanks in the dirt all the time. <laughs> I played middle linebacker. I would crush them. And I'm like, dude, that's you're awesome. I, re- I actually do want to sit down and talk to you because who brings up football out of the middle of nowhere? Yeah, I know it, right? I used uh, to be somebody. That's all, he's, that's all he yeah. talked about. Everything I would talk to her about, oh yeah, well, do blah blah blah. Where are you from? And she'd tell me, "It's like, yeah, I played football for them." <laughs> but that's so that's the see that game. I'm like, I'm really glad I got off the tractor, yeah, and to go t- chat with these people because, oh yeah, it's just a character. Yeah, I'm like, and he's just dropping profanity. And she, the thing is, it's like I could see every time he'd say a bad word, you could see this little tenseness <laughs> in her because she looks, she just looks like a nice grandmotherly lady yeah. and then this old crotchety <laughs> son of a bitch that she married over here just dropping all kind of just gone <laughs> and then he's like talk about how he met her at a dance and that's how i got uh, what did he is really inappropriate the yeah. way he said it <laughs> oh that's how i nailed this one <laughs> i'm like whoa whoa you're like what the hell do you <laughs> that's freaking awesome. that's not right man <laughs> you, do you need medication to control what you're saying? <laughs> Maybe you had Tourette's, man. No, he just loved football. I mean, yeah. she's so sick of hearing about football. Dude, That's another she, thing. Every yeah. time she brought it up, he, she's just looking at me. You know, she's heard that since high school, too. She, since he probably bring, high school, she yeah. Pro- he probably brings that up in every conversation with somebody new. And she's just just about to snap or whatever. Look, I'm sick and tired of hearing about it. Would you please just try to contain yourself around other people? No one cares that you played middle linebacker for Valley View Eagles High School <laughs> Eagles. back in the 1968. Oh, my god! Or 63. Should have asked him if he knew uh, our, our, our folks. He, he did. Oh, okay. He knew, yeah, the... Norman and stuff like that or what? Oh, yeah, I think so. C-Cell? Well, my, uh, my grandmother and grandfather... 
That's oh. where my mom and that's where my mom and aunts went to school. I did not know that, man. Yeah. Okay. They started dropping names, and um, yeah, I didn't bring up Norman, but yeah, I'm sure they know them too. Yeah. Because okay, their family is one of the old families of that area. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. But yeah. VHS tapes. VHS tapes. Anyways, what I was going to say about Star Wars, like what I said about, uh, like with with that, like in 2015 when Force Awakens came out, that's like whenever the collecting thing like just blew up. Yeah. Like it went from like me being able to get certain figures, especially with the vintage stuff. For me being able to get like a say a farm boy Luke for twenty dollars with his saber in a great condition and all like this type of stuff, yeah, just blew up because now that figure's like a hundred bucks. Uh-huh. Uh, so it just it just went insane. My 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 white princess Leia right here with her figure. With with her blaster, I was I picked that one up for twenty dollars. Also, of course, that's like an eighty dollar figure now, yeah. and most of that's the the blaster and stuff. Because like people that. came in, because people came in and started and, picking over the market again, and of course, like supply and demand. You know, there's mm-hmm. not many of those in circulation. You know, because they were made in the seventies, especially those little blasters. Like I can tell you how many of those got sucked up into the bag of the freaking vacuum cleaner and stuff like that because those were like the first things that oh yeah they always got lost it's amazing that's amazing i'm amazed here because you've had these little pieces here on this table oh this yeah saber. i'm like how long is that gonna last <sighs> yeah yeah well that's 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 gonna stay just fine yeah there's yeah. nothing no one's allowed yeah, well here. yeah nothing nothing gets in and out. like this is the black hole like once it gets sucked into here it stays well that's the so. thing about the, the the vhs thing the article i read it's like over the past few years, the DVD and Blu-ray sales on eBay yeah. just plummeted. It's just like almost vanished. No one's wanting them. No one cares because of the streaming. Yeah. But the one thing that's been escalating, growing at like 5% per year, is the sale of VHS tapes. That's And this the interesting. prices are going anywhere from 5 to $11, which, I mean, I buy mine for $0.10. Cents yeah. My, my little secret place. Yeah. Your little secret, but it's, it's but the and it went into a number of reasons why people and I won't go into all the details, but some of it is just nostalgia. Yeah, some of it is people want to watch stuff that you can't get. There's a lot of like horror movies. Oh God, that's yeah. a, one of the big parts of it. There's lots of movies that you can't find anywhere. Yeah, and if well, you want an old horror movie, you got to get the VHS. Well, and like it seems like in the '80s that horror genre was like booming. Oh yeah, you know, in the late seventies, early eighties, it seems like you know there was like I mean, you name it, there was like a weird horror movie for all sorts of stuff, like Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Attack like, of the Killer Tomato, Attack of the Killer Tomato. Like, if I ever come across that one, yeah, that's, I got to get it. I would. I'm actually. I wonder if that one's out on digital or something like that somewhere. Because that one's kind of like one of those like uh, I won't say like uh, super like well known movies or whatever, but it it is kind of like a cult classic, you know. Uh, or at least it seems like it is to me. I don't know. I could be completely totally wrong. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, I remember when I first time I saw it. It's just like that perfect situation. I was over at a buddy's house. Yeah. And we were playing games that night, and he had also rented that. And it's like, what the heck is this craziness? Yeah. When we watched, when we watched it, yeah. Well, there was one that we watched uh, one of us in high school that was called Bloodsuckers from Outer Space. And it was, you, you couldn't even see the alien. The alien was invisible. It was like a gaseous form or whatever. And so like whenever it would attack people, you didn't see it. They just started like flopping around. And next thing you know, they'd have like gouts of blood coming out of their mouth or whatever. 
and then they found out like how to kill it was by nitrous oxide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, total like eighties. Like, I don't see that it's available. B-movie. It might not be, man. I just kind of was thinking that it might be just because it is kind of like a cult classic or whatnot. But, but yeah, nineteen seventy eight. Holy crap! And it's a it's a spoof of B movie. Yeah. So it's Attack like- of the Killing Tomatoes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude, that's I haven't seen that one in ages, man. Yeah, there's a video game in 1991. Killer Tomatoes Eat France. Killer Killer Tomatoes Strap Back. <laughs> Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah. Oh man, somebody made some money on. I that. know it, right? I didn't realize it was like a whole franchise. I just remember the original movie or what? George Clooney was in it. What? Hold on now. Is this kind of like uh, how Jennifer Aniston was in was in Leprechaun or whatever the first Maybe one? Maybe so. Whatever? Yeah. Let me do some looking here. Yeah. Here we'll pause it real fast. We're, t- we're off pause now. Yeah. George Clooney was in Return of the Killer Tomatoes. That's awesome. That was him, rather. <laughs> and cheap props, man. All, you, all they had to do was go out and buy a case of a crate of tomatoes. That's Clooney right there. That's awesome. Oh my god. Yeah. Now I want to find that. Yeah. <coughs> That's your next, your next, that's, is that, would, <laughs> what would you say? Okay, I'm going to do a serious question here. Yeah, yeah. So, everybody has their grail pieces in their collection, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I recently acquired one of my grail pieces. We'll talk about that here in just a second. What is your grail piece? If you were able to I find got a, a, I got a couple a VHS or a book, what is your grail piece? And it can be either well, one. Here's here's the thing. I know I can find. I know I can just <laughs> go on the internet and buy these, but I don't want to buy them. I want to find it through the hunting process. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So, yeah oh yeah. Yeah yeah. I want to find. I just found one for my wife. Pump up the volume. Okay. The other one um, is I want to find a perfect copy of The Crow. Oh, okay. And then um, True Romance. Oh. I've never seen True Romance. True I need Romance. to watch that one sometime. Great movie. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. I've Harry seen The Crow and I've wrote seen... it. Yeah. And Brad Pitt is in it as his pothead on the couch. Really? Kind of when he's doing... It's about the same time period that movie came out is when about the same time period where california with a k oh yeah came out <gasps> yeah, yeah yeah which I, I i don't know how many times you probably came over to my house back in the day and we, i, I yeah. watched that over i was gonna over. say that's who i that's who i saw it with the first time as i watched it with you on vhs on you know the, hey, the, hey. <laughs> hey, give me some Reeves. <laughs> I say Reeves because that's beer spelled backwards so people don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> and David Duchovny's in that, too. David Duchovny's in it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good, and yeah, Juliette Lewis. I just want, this is one of, that's a great movie. Oh, God, yeah, man. But those are two of the two of the ones because I'm on the search for both of those. One, yeah. The Crow, because that's like my wife's favorite movie from, or one of the favorite movies she she wants and True Romance is this is one of those movies 
I just loved and I watched over and over. Yeah, I can do And the that. other one would be some other random things like, uh, I don't know. I don't even know if they made it, but one of my favorite movies from the, I guess it would be, it's a movie called Joe, uh, not Joe, uh, Big Bad Love. Oh, okay. Um, that's uh, based on some stories by a writer I loved uh, named Larry Brown. And if that exists on VHS, I don't, I'm not sure it does because it was right at that time period where they were stopping the, stopping the production and they're shifting over into DVD. So there's a good chance there are um, some uh, VHS tapes of it. Yeah. Because I was surprised at how many, I mean, for some reason in my head, I blocked out the fact that there were Return of the King VHS tapes. Oh, in were my there? Head, in my head, there were always just DVD. Yeah. But no, no, they were still manufacturing, producing movies up, up to that late. Yeah, well, I knew that they did Phantom Menace on VHS. Harry Potter movies. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes, I got them. I did not know that. Uh, I, I knew that they did the Phantom Menace on VHS, but uh, with Star Wars, the Phantom Menace is <coughs> the last one that was produced on VHS. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because that's whenever they... Uh, <laughs> Uh, that's whenever they that's whenever they transitioned over from from uh, VHS to DVD, and because uh, uh, I think I don't think Attack of the Clones was ever on VHS. I'm pretty positive that 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 Phantom Menace was the last one. I'll have to look that up sometime and t- let you know for sure. But I'm almost a hundred percent hundred percent positive because they did uh, Phantom Menace on VHS. And then in 2002, whenever Attack of, the Clo- uh, Attack of the Clones came out, they released that one on DVD. And then in 2005, whenever Revenge of the Sith came out, that's whenever they did that one on DVD. Yeah. And they released the original trilogy on DVD as well. I think. I think that's how that went. But you never could get a full companion like copy like where they're all in like one... Uh, I don't think you could get a full thing. I think you always had to buy the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy yeah. separately until they did the Blu-ray. I think I'd have to look that up. But that's like because that's one of my things is I like collecting all the f- different formats of like what Star it gonna Wars. Isn't it going to be awesome was. when they release the nine? Yeah. Set. Yeah. Set. I'm going to get that, man. I'm going to. It's just it's 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 such a big price point. But it looks so cool. The packaging looks so cool, man. I saw images of the packaging, and it just looks really, really neat. Uh, all on the 4K. I don't even have a 4K Blu-ray player because... Okay, hold on. We'll talk. I can't remember what we were talking about. I just took a soft pause, by the way. Uh, I was having a cough attack. You were having a cough attack, but we had been talking about... Oh, you were talking about True Romance and, and Movie, VHS, VHS your, your, and, well, your grails. Yeah, the grails, and I'm sure I could come with more, but, you know, I've... I began collecting just looking for the big ones. Yeah. And then I'm now I'm getting into more and more eclectic stuff. Oh, the whole thing was, I, I think I brought up that VHS sales is rising. Yeah. And more and more people are collecting for various reasons. But when people start seeing that they can sell a tape or people are actually paying $11 for a tape that they have, they could buy for 10 cents. Yeah. People are just going to go buy everything up, and, and then I won't be able to find anything. Yeah, that's why you never release the locations. Of, <coughs> you never release the locations of your honey holes, man. Because if you, once you do, 
you're screwed. Mm-hmm. I did that one time by accident. And I let people know where I was going to go get my figures. And the next thing I know, I went up there to get get my figures. And it was completely, totally picked clean. I was like, oh, okay. So now I have to adjust. And so I've adjusted to a different one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll, I'll go. I don't go out to that one very often because it's kind of a drive to get out there. And I always tell you whenever I go out there because it's not far from your place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and, uh, yeah, man, uh, it's like, you kind of got to keep them. It, it sucks because like, if you put it out there then people are going to go pick it over and it, it gets around to the scalpers and next yeah. thing you know, and that's what gets me is the scalpers. But the funny thing is <coughs> there's a, there's one place I have two places and it seems like they're always getting new stuff in and filling it up. I could literally go in. There's one, two, three. One place has like four big boxes, and I think each box probably has like 40 or 50 tapes in it. Yeah. I could easily just go buy all five boxes for less than five bucks, probably. Yeah. But I don't want that, but I almost feel like I should do that. Yeah. Well, it's because it's it's because it takes away the fun. The fun is the search, the hunt. Exactly. It, It takes away the fun of going and getting it. You know, it's it's an event. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like whenever I go to like a toy show or something like that. It's the, 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 the event of getting up and going and doing it and walking around and looking to see what they have and all like this type of good stuff. Like I could easily go on Craigslist or something like that, find somebody buying, selling an entire collection of stuff, talk them down, be like, look, I'm going to give you more than what these resale stores in the area are going to give because these guys pick over crap like you wouldn't believe. Stuff just fell. It was probably from where I hit my hand the other day oh, on the on the man. on the fan blade. But uh, you know, I could easily go and do that. But part of me like stays away from that because I do enjoy the hunt. I do enjoy the ritual of getting up, you know, taking a shower, meeting up with like Adam or something like that, and going down to like so so and so place and walking around looking for a couple of hours and whatnot and all like this type of good stuff you know well it's the same thing as we were talking about earlier before we came in here part of the joy of actual physical bookstores or looking through music collections exactly yeah is it's not okay okay i'm look i'm going to the bookstore to look for this i can go buy practically anything i want like i said yeah on amazon or through other sources no problem but there's that act of discovery, the yeah. bibliophile adventure. When I start that, podcast. it's like <laughs> it's an adventure, like going to a bookstore, going yeah. to a library. Okay, I want this, and then the next thing you know is you're walking by a table, and some person has set a book down that they were had been looking at on a stack. It's not even where the book's supposed to be, and it's this serendipitous moment of discovery where you find something. It's like, well, what's this? And then you look at it, you read the back cover. It's like this sounds really cool. Yeah, and now the internet does give you the benefit of when you find something like that you can go online and, and look at good reads and see does people what are people saying about this book do yeah I, do i do, do i trust these people yeah opinions on it and it's like wow this that's not i mean it's kind of there when you're going around the internet and looking at yeah them, but it's almost like but they're forcing you based they, on what you've bought here they narrow your focus yeah because back whenever you would go to the bookstore to get books individual books like you, you you had the entire store to look at yeah whereas you go to the internet to look so let's just say amazon right we'll yeah. just say amazon say whenever you go to amazon to get like i got my dad uh leviathan wakes 
you pull up Leviathan Wakes. Here's other books in this series. Mm-hmm. Here's what customers also bought. Yeah. And it's like in the same genre. So it narrows your focus down to like this pinpoint staying in this like one realm to where you go into the, to the bookstore and you look around for James S.A. Corey and Leviathan Wakes. Now you're going to be in the, the science fiction area and stuff like that, but yeah. there's going to be and a for wide. Some, and for some people that's fine. And yeah. they're completely happy staying in the, in the science that. fiction. But you know, I can listen to Lamb of God and Billie Eilish. Exactly. You no, know, I don't. Exactly. And that's that. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm getting at. Like, if, whenever you go into the music store, you might be looking for Lamb of God, but at the same time, you also come across uh, uh, the Nixons or something yeah, like that, yeah. you know? And, and, like, you're just like, oh, wow. Okay, yeah, this is really cool. <coughs> this this looks interesting. And then that's what I used to... Oh, man, I, I miss the music store so much. Especially, like, back in the day, whenever you go into CD Warehouse and you could listen to an album before you bought it. And you're like, oh, yeah. 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 And I, I got a perfect example of that. I mean, you know, you're not supposed to judge an album or a book by its cover, but that's what catches your eye, right? Oh, God, yeah. The, the, the cover art is what draws you in yeah that's why it's so important yeah anyhow i was when i was working for barnes and noble we had a music and they were they at that time they had those listening stations right yeah so you could kind of sample i don't know if it's everything in the store but lots of stuff go out there and scan it or whatever yeah and there was this one and the cover art drew me in is it's pretty plain and it's an artist i'd never heard of it's called body prince billy and matt sweeney matt sweeney's the guitarist for like uh zwan and he he's he played on Johnny Cash's American Recordings. Okay, he's one of these guys that his he's, job is he's a guitarist. Yeah, he's a studio. Every, everybody uses him because he's that good. Yeah, and pretty much the entire album. If I had, had not just been looking through, I don't even know what I was looking for at that time, but I just saw that cover because I was looking at something else, sampled it. I'm like, I'm going to take a chance on this and buy it. Yeah, right now that is one of my most He's one of my favorite. That that album is probably near my favorite album of all time. Heck yeah, man. But if I had just been going by some logarithm on the internet telling me what I should listen to, it probably never, never would have pulled me to up. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, this, the album is, by the way, the album is Matt Sweeney and Bonnie Prince Billy's Super Wolf. Okay. And it's just him on guitar. Yeah. And Bonnie Prince Billy singing. singing. All right. Yeah, that's what I kind of, that's kind of what I wonder at times. Like, if I was to, like, log all my CDs into, like, some, like, algorithm or whatever, like, would it just break? Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it's like, well, you're, you're, you're all over the place, dude. You can't be like this. We're going to try to narrow you down into a focus group and, like, just throw this at you or whatever. Now, now iTunes and things like that, you can go on there and click, like, this is what I like. This is, like, blah, 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 blah. But then still, it gives me a lot of suggestions of stuff that I just don't like, man. And I'm like, yeah. no, it's not grabbing me, man. You're, you can try to, you can try to figure it out, but it still just doesn't grab. But uh, no, nah, man, I picked up a couple of things. I got, I, I made a tweet the other day of some posters I'd won in an auction. I was talking about the grails and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That you had, that, that your grail pieces. I actually got one of my grail pieces the other day, and I'm so. It's a big deal. I think I was kind of. It didn't hit me at the moment. Yeah, like because um, I think it was the same day that the news about Kobe came out. So. Oh yeah, no, it was basically yeah, yeah, and yeah. uh, but yeah, I was like, I was like, wait, and I went back because 
you post. I didn't see. So that's another thing I've been doing. I, I am pretty, almost completely detached from social media. Yeah. At all. I don't even. I, don't, I check Twitter maybe once a day. Yeah. Now, but at least we. I message you and. Oh yeah. Steve and stuff like that, and uh, you shared that. And I was like, wait a second, is that what I think? The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got yeah, you got I've, the holy grail that I've you've got, been telling I, me about. I, I got I got one of my grail pieces. It's not a lot of people would think of it and be like, oh well, that's not really a grail piece. I like to define a grail piece of like what is like that person's individual grail piece. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people would be like, oh well, a grail piece is actually the rocket firing Boba Fett or a vinyl cape Jawa or blah blah, blue snaggletooth or you know. Uh, yak face or something like that. Those are all like vintage, like hard to find vintage figures, you know. Uh, whereas my, got, for somebody like that, I have two words for them, and one of them I don't use ever, <laughs> so I'm not going to say it. But right? Yeah, exactly. You don't, no one gets to define what you don't get to define what your nobody gets to define what your grail piece is except for you. Yeah. It's kind of like mine. Nobody gets to define what my grail piece is except for me. I've got a few, but some of those, like you know, those characters, those figures that I listed off just then, I'm not going to buy those. No, because I'm not going to spend a couple of hundred thousand, uh, not hundred thousand, but I mean, a Boba Fett, rocket firing Boba Fett sold at auction for like $150,000. Like it's more yeah. than my house. Wow. Uh, but like, you know, I'm not going to spend a couple of hundred dollars on a three and three quarter inch piece of plastic. It's just not going to happen. No. I don't have that type of money to drop. And even if I did have that type of money to drop, I'm not going to it's kind of ingrained now, in your being that that's <laughs> not going to happen. Right now, a hundred dollars on a piece of paper. That's 41 by 27. That's a different story. <laughs> but Mm-hmm. I dagger getting back into it. Like I, 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 I wound up picking up. I found this auction site, and uh, they do all the authentication and stuff like that. So you know you're not going to eBay and getting ripped off by some dude that just did a reprint of yeah. of of the posters and stuff like that. So what I got was what they call the Star Wars Circus poster. It's the 1978 Star Wars Circus poster, and it's done by Drew Struzan. There's another artist that worked on it with him as well, and I can't think of it. It's a very neat-looking poster because whenever they were doing the poster, they forgot to leave in the border for, you know, the list of the names and all, like, that type of stuff. You know, like, where it mm-hmm. says, like, you know, story about George Lucas and mm-hmm. all the actors and stuff like that. They forgot to add that in there. So what they had to do is to go in and adjust it, and it's called the circus poster because it looks like it's plastered on a fence to where you actually see, like, a wood plank behind it and stuff like that. So they kind of, like, it, it's just a really neat yeah, image. Yeah. Uh, if, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go do a search for Star Wars circus poster. It'll pop right up. I got the 1978 version of Star Wars Circus poster, and it, and it, they call it the soundtrack because it has a little oval on it that's advertising the soundtrack. And the soundtrack it says like soundtrack by, uh, I think it's like Universal Records or whatever awesome. or something like that or 20th Century Fox or whatever out now because what they would do it would be in the lobby of the movie theater the poster would be in the lobby of the movie theater with the advertisement because and you see movie theaters starting to do this now like whenever we went to Cinemark a couple of weeks ago and I had the t-shirts and stuff like that for sale <coughs> the, the movie theater would also have the soundtrack yeah. for sale. And so you would see that poster and see like, oh, the soundtrack's out. Oh, well, it's right over there. I yeah, love the yeah. music, so I'll just go buy the soundtrack along with my popcorn and drink or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so like that's what I wound up getting. And it's excellent condition, man. I'm so happy with this purchase. Awesome. Like It's one of those things where it's like I might have overpaid. 
I don't think that I did because I've seen those sell for a lot more than what I paid for it. See, this is something I was just disparaging the internet. Yeah. This is one of those examples where the internet is a blessing for you because that is such a rare thing probably. Yeah. And hard to find. It's not like you can just go and find people selling posters. Yeah. And that, that you that you trust for it to be authentic. Right. Like because there are lots of reprints of this poster. All those posters that I have in my living room, those are all reprints. Even the one with the autographs on it, that's a reprint. But reprints can also be worth money. Like yeah. every one of those posters cost me around twenty something dollars. Uh, just because they're not mass produced on like a large scale or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. They're not like what they call, I think, like a commercial poster to where they just run like you know, millions of prints of this one poster that you can buy at, like, say, Walmart or something like that or whatnot. It's not like that. They'll do small runs of them. So they're kind of still a little bit valuable, but they're mm-hmm. not like like what I got. And yeah. Like I said, I, I can honestly sit here and say I made out like a bandit with the ones that I got. So oh, yeah. I'm very happy with the ones that I got. So you feel like you might have paid a little bit more for this one, but yeah, I do the averaging out. Yeah technique well and it's just because like i don't really know how to grade it myself or whatever and so i've seen this one in particular poster sell from anywhere from 200 to like 600 dollars yeah and i did not pay that no you know i paid below that so to me i did really really well i'm very happy with my purchase i love it i can't wait to get it framed uh, I'm not going to go the, that's one thing I've really been looking up on because I've got this other, you know, return of the Jedi poster sitting right over there that I need to get framed along with it. I've got the, the picture that your wife drew for me over there as well that I need to get framed. I got so many things that I got to get framed. I don't have the wall space for it. So I'm yeah. just like, I'm, st- I'm going to have to start doing, <coughs> you have to do it like a mere, like monthly rotation. Of- and that's what I'm going to start doing. I found this one company called Hollywood. Is it Hollywood? I think it's called Hollywood Poster Frames is the name of it. I think is the name of it. I'm not a hundred percent. I can't remember for sure, but you can go through. It's a heck of a lot cheaper than doing it professional. Whenever you have a poster like my Return of the Jedi poster and stuff like that framed, what they like to do is they like to, uh, uh, where they mount it, they'll either glue it to something or something like that. Well, mm-hmm. you don't want them to do it. You want it to float in there. Yeah. Uh, because whenever they glue it to like a backing board or oh, whatever, yeah, yeah. it totally devalues it like you would not believe. Like I saw this guy actually selling uh, a, a vintage Return of the Jedi movie poster, like the preeminent like image that you see whenever you think of the Return of the Jedi movie poster. Yeah. And he's selling it for sixty bucks, and I was like, oh wow. I was like, is that it was glued on something? Exactly. I, that was, uh, he just had 60 bucks is on Facebook marketplace. I messaged him. I said, uh, is this 41 by 27? And is it glued to the board that it's on? He was like, it's glued to the board that it's on. I was like, Oh crap, dude. I was like, all right, sorry to waste your time, man. But that like, yeah, I wouldn't even give him 60 bucks for it. Yeah. Because you can't remove it from that board. And it was like a big thick piece of wood that looked like they took from like a cabinet really? <laughs> or something like that. And like glued oh, it to that. God. Uh, and then I got a, uh, Empire Strikes Back poster, smaller than the one that I have in the living room, but it's the same image that says yeah. coming soon to, a, I think it's like coming soon. The saga continues and it's the Vader's head and the Starfield. <coughs> that's the one that I have in there. That's a reprint that I have all the autographs on. 
And then I've got a couple more that I'm bidding on right now that I'm just kind of like, I'm kind of setting on. I haven't really gone full in because whenever I do that, I'll bid a little bit just mm-hmm. to kind of test it and be like, oh, okay, well, this is what the price is at. And then I'll go and bid a little bit more because I want to try to keep it at a cheap level. Yeah. And then if they keep uh, bidding me, then I'll go like a few days beforehand, put in my final number, and then step back from it. Because if I don't step back from it. You'll just keep going. I'll keep it. going because it's that competitiveness in me. Yeah. That I'm like, no, you're not going to beat me. Oh, you want to raise the number? Yeah. I can play numbers also, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. While you do that, you don't think about the price. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you know? And so, like, I have to step That's back. That's where you have to be disciplined. Yeah. So, I've got a few more. And I actually picked up another one on Facebook out of a group that I belong to and stuff like that. And the dude has a good re- reputation, good record with selling authentic posters and stuff like That's that. Cool. And a lot of dudes will be like... <clears throat> They'll get the images, and other people from the group will get the images, and they'll authenticate it and be like, "Yes, this is good." And so I've got an Empire awesome. Strikes Back one that's coming that's in the mail awesome, too. Man. Yeah, and all of them I'm getting like, trust me, I'm not like Mister Moneybags or anything like that. Well, you know that, but I don't want other people to think like I'm Mister Moneybags. So I'm actually getting these like at a good, decent value. Yeah, so I mean, like, I'm very happy with this. You use your money that you have, your discretionary budget. Yeah, you funnel it towards something that you completely love whereas other people go out and buy $250 sneakers or get their hair cut for $90 a pop every month exactly yeah yeah and so I bought a pair of hair clippers like six years ago <laughs> and before yeah. and before that my hair clippers I bought like 20 years ago so like my entire wardrobe yeah this is a $3 <laughs> yeah. t-shirt Three dollar oh, yeah. pair of pants I got. Oh a, yes, at a thrift store, unworn. Yeah, I could tell they had never been worn. And then I got a pair of shoes that somebody gave me because they bought them and didn't like them. Oh, yeah, I'm cheap. I'm too, man. I will spend money on stuff that I like. Like I will, I'll tell people like I'll spend money on shoes because I'm on my feet a lot. Yeah. I'm on my feet a lot, especially at work and especially at conventions. I will get a good, expensive pair of shoes to wear to celebration. I've already got my celebration shoes. I got my Vader shoes in there, and then I bought another pair. Uh, they're both Adidas. I I will, used to be solely Nike guy, and uh, yeah. Nike's been disappointing me here lately. Yeah. Uh, with the quality and price and all like this type of stuff that I switched over. I found this brand of, of, of Adidas that I really love that I'm like, man, these things are great. And so I'm, 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 I'm for celebration. I've already got my shoes. Like I'm good to go. Like that, that cost is out of the way. I don't have to worry about it anymore. So I actually did buy a pair of shoes recently. My wife bought them for me. Oh, really? Um, and this is literally, I can't remember, I think in five years, this is the first pair of shoes I've ever bought. Because, <laughs> like, my, okay, the reason why, my dad has had severe foot problems, and he kept trying to fix it by buying a new pair of shoes, like yeah. sneakers and stuff like that for comfort, and he then would, he would never wear them. And, you know, they kept getting handed to me. I'm like, okay, I'll wear them, and I wear them, and I wear them, and I wear them, and they come apart, and I glue them back together. <laughs> you know but my wife had done something and she got a gift card back and it was anyhow she ordered me a pair of shoes yeah they're gonna be really like nice yeah like not this stuff that i've got on my feet 
this uh whatever that is oh wow <laughs> this is like a leather parish yeah just like lace-up boots with look like a moccasins yeah oh heck yeah man the thing i was talking to you about that we're doing that's irresponsible yeah that's um, awesome i need, I need a awesome. really good pair of shoes for walking cause yeah i'll be doing 10 miles a day on my feet and oh I, yeah if i'm doing 10 miles a day on my feet I'll see. Yeah. I gotta have comfortable shoes. Oh yeah. You have to, man. And that's the reason why I buy an expensive pair of shoes to take to celebration with me because like you said, I'm going to be walking probably 10 miles a day at least. Yeah. Especially with doing the Disney thing. The last time I did celebration and did Disney at the same time, yeah. I was averaging 13 miles a day, dude. Averaging 13 miles a day. That's a lot of walking, dude. That Burning is, lots of calories up too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, Take care of your feet because, like, if you're anything like me, once my feet are uncomfortable, I get cranky. My feet get cold, I get pissy. Yeah. You know, my feet get sweaty, get wet. That's when I, I like water rides at amusement parks. But, when you but your once your wet. shoes get wet and you're walking around with wet feet all day yeah. long, it's just not fun anymore, man. Yeah, the feet, your feet, you have to take care of them. You have to, man. So, like, my feet dictate my mood, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Like, if I'm, especially if they're cold, dude, I get so cranky if they're cold. Like, it's just ridiculous. I hate it. But, uh, but we're going to get into a, a, a question that was posed to us by Dewan. 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 Yeah. I keep saying his name wrong, and I'm sorry. That's because, okay. Yeah. Uh, but he had asked us about the Darksaber. Uh, he's a huge fan of Mandalorian. He's the one. He's a guy. He's an awesome guy that uh, he would watch, like, I guess, first thing when the Mando episode got released. He would have messaged me immediately after watching it first thing <laughs> in the morning. Oh, dude, this is a good one. And I was like, oh, man, shh. Stop. Don't talk to me. I can't watch it for another 12 hours, man. Oh, yeah. But now he's a great guy. Dude. Um, and he had a really good question. What was the question? So let's... What is the history? What, what's the deal about the dark saber? Okay. So, uh, and this, this comes from uh, uh, Star Wars Wikipedia. There's it's like it's a wiki, just like Wikipedia, but it's actually Wikipedia. That's W O O K I E E P E D I A. And the dark sabers, what I call him Gus. Yeah, from Gus Frank. From Gus Frank. Yeah, uses the cut out of the tie fighter. Moff Gideon uses the cut out, or uh, I can't think of the actor's actual name. I would I had it on the tip of my tongue, and I then ruined I ruined it. Yeah, ah, it's all good. He's a great, but he is a very good actor. I, I enjoyed him. I enjoyed his character. I, I'm ready to see season two to see how he's going to play into season two because you know he's not just going to be like. I think he's going to be that reoccurring role. So uh, this is this is from Star Wars Wikipedia. Uh, it's uh, the dark saber was an ancient and unique black bladed lightsaber created by Tara Vizla. T A R R E Vizla. The first Mandalorian ever inducted into the Jedi Order prior to 1019 BBY. Okay, so 1019 BBY. BBY stands for Before the Battle of Yavin. Yeah. The Battle of Yavin is kind of like the AD moment in our history where it switches from AD to BC or, you know, before Common Era and after Common Era, right. I guess is what they call it now, you yeah, know? Correct. Yeah. Uh, so whenever you hear BBY, think. 
so if it's BBY, that would be the 80 or before common era, right? Yeah. So, uh, prior to 29 or 1019 BBY, the weapon was kept in the Jedi temple after Vizsla's passing, but members of the house Vizsla stole the saber in conflict with the Jedi during the fall of the old Republic. And let me see if I can guess, not guess, but from my little knowledge of this, it then became a very important Mandalorian artifact artifact that yeah. if you had this you could get it by you had to win it through combat well uh, or i'm mistaken i think you're right i'm not a hundred percent sure uh i i do know that it gets uh whenever you watch the clone wars there's these other characters and they're all last yeah. name of Vizsla. Yeah. and in fact even the one guy in clone wars Sorry, not Clone Wars, but in the Mandalorian, the big blue guy. Yeah. Who I was came out and said that's voiced by John Favreau. Yeah. Is his last name is Vizsla oh, as okay. well. So, so it does tie together. It's, it's this exactly this long line of Mandalorians. <laughs> so it kind of has me wondering if this blue Mandalorian, the big heavy gunner Mandalorian that you see that he has the knife fight with there. If he's not going to show back up at some point in time because this dark saber has made its play way back into the storyline oh, or whatever. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, it says by twenty twenty one BBY the dark saber was in possession of Pre Vizsla, who is in the Clone Wars, uh, the leader of the Death Watch and House Vizsla during the Clone Wars. He used the blade during his conflicts with the new Mandalorians, including his successful takeover of Mandalore. After the coup, Darth Maul killed Vizsla. And took the saber as his own, becoming the leader of Death Watch. Maul's old master, Darth Sidious, soon arrived on Mandalore to confront his former apprentice, and Maul used the dark saber against him. Maul was bested in combat, taken prisoner, and held by the Separatist prison, the spire on uh, Stygian Prime. Uh, so there's that. If you want to actually see the episodes of the Clone Wars that features the dark saber in it and he's been he's super excited and the answer Dwan, yes i'm super excited for the for the next uh, clone wars oh yeah season he's like since the mandalorian started i think he's burned through all of the clone wars. oh really okay and well I was, I was gonna give him the specific episodes but no, he, i'm sure he yeah he's loving it so much i bet he'll go back and watch them specifically then. yeah so here's the specific episodes that has uh of the clone wars that has the dark saber so uh Star Wars, The Clone Wars, The Mandalore Plot, which is Season 2, Episode 12. Voyage Temptation, Voyage of Temptation, Season 2, Episode 13. The Duchess of Mandalore, Season 2, Episode 14. Uh, then there's Star Wars, The Clone Wars, A Friend in Need, Season 4, Episode 14. There's, uh, of course, Star Wars, The Clone Wars, Season 5, Episode 1, Eminence. Season 5, Episode 14. Uh, Shades of Reason, Season 5, Episode 15, Lawless, and Season 5, Episode 16. Uh, it just says, uh, it doesn't have a, it doesn't have an episode title for that one. I'm looking at screenshots from the Clone Wars of it, and I remember yeah. them. This is an actual, you call it a lightsaber, but it looks like it actually has a firm the, the the actual blade it does look like it's an actual firm blade i'm not really and sure then maybe they put the lightsaber 
Yeah, I'm not sure. I guess it's you know it's still like a laser blade, I guess, or whatnot. It looks, but I'm not yeah, really sure. For it to just burn through and cut through stuff, it's, yeah, it's like they're using the technology of a lightsaber, but putting it on an actual instead of just on a, a, and it's like a chiseled blade, almost like a katana. Like it does. Like you, there's some really. Let me show you. A, yeah, there's a comic that it was used in. That is. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It's it's pretty. It's a really cool and neat looking hilt too. Even it does look like uh, a katana. There's there's a there's a comic that it was uh, featured in. It was uh, Darth Maul, son of Dathomir. It's the four issue comic. Is that Marvel or Dark Horse? Uh, I think. Here we go. Sorry. Um, I'm not sure. It doesn't say. It just says son of Dath- Darth Maul, son of Dathomir. This four issue comic series shows us what Darth Maul is capable of doing with the sword. But he's got much larger problems. Uh, it's in Star, uh, Star Wars Rebels, Visions and Voices, Season 3, Episode 11. Yeah, look at that blade. That oh, yeah. Picture here. I don't know who that is. That's this angle. That is uh, uh, Sabine Wren. Okay. And look at how there's like etchings on. Them. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. So it's just, it's, it's a very cool thing. It's kind of like that. I, I don't think that's etchings. I think it kind of reacts kind of like how Kylo Ren's does, where it has like the oh, kind of okay. chaotic, chaotic look, like, yeah, miss of, of the blade or whatever. If I remember right, it's been a minute since I've seen it. But I think that's what it does. Okay, I'll have to. I need to watch the. I need to watch the Clone Wars again before this. I do too. Thing comes out. Uh, Star Wars Rebels: Trials of the Dark Saber, Season Three, Episode Fifteen. Uh, Legacy of Mandalore, Season Three, Episode Sixteen. And now those are all the episodes and comic books that you can uh, actually see the, the Dark Saber. But the in. basic answer is it goes back. To, it was made for it goes, the first Mandalorian, in, first Mandalorian in, Jedi, about a thousand years before yeah. the Battle of Yavin. Exactly. Uh, I had one other thing pulled up, but I think it's just kind of like re restating what I said earlier. Yeah, this is from gizmodo uh death star star killer base final order the lightsaber jedi and sith blah blah blah, blah. but uh one of the interesting things about for uh, what do i keep calling fring what's the guy's name in mandalorian uh, uh moff gideon moff gideon yeah i'm sorry i keep no you're I just good call him gus because i had just watched before i watched mandalorian i watched breaking bad and it just <laughs> It flowed together. Yeah. But the thing is, he had been on Mandalore. He apparently is really interested in Mandalorian culture and history, and he knows the importance of that oh, yeah. blade. So well, for him to he, have it... Yeah, because he knew who he the knew, Mandalorian was. That's how we name. learned his name. And yeah. I can't think of what his name is right now, because yeah. they only say it the one time. The one time, yeah. Yeah. But that's... It's a big deal. And... Oh, huge. Yeah. So what is... That makes you wonder... Yeah. What is this guy's deal with Mandalore? Oh, yeah. Why is he so infatuated with their culture? Why is he daring use that, their, their premier... It's like talking about Holy Grail oh, yeah. artifact. Oh, that God. For yeah. them is that. Well, I also want to know more about uh, Moff Gideon himself, because did he work in Imperial t- Intelligence or something? Because he knew every one of them. Because yeah. he calls out... Uh, Grieve Karga, and he calls out uh, Cara Dune, and he calls out the Mandalorian. Well, and he's he's a, like, or is he a Mandalorian that got de? It's possible, yeah, dehelmeted. Who knows, man? It's it's quite possible. Or he was the leader of the Imperials like group that took over Mandalore because that's one of the storylines. Now that was in the EU, yeah, 
to where they the imperial came the imperials came and took over Mandalore and they basically destroyed Mandalore by strip mining it for all its its uh Beskar. Yeah. yeah. Uh and so that's why Beskar is such a, a hot commodity, kind of like gold or even platinum or or whatever in the Star Wars universe in this time frame that the Mandalorian's taking place. Uh I found one other thing I kind of want to read real fast. Okay. It says the dark saber and this is from Gizmodo uh, or io9gizmodo.com. Uh, the dark saber, as the name implies, is indeed a kind of lightsaber. Like all lightsabers, it is powered by a kyber, a kyber crystal, a rare black one found in ancient Jedi from the days of the Old Republic, thousands of years before the events of the Skywalker saga. The Jedi was Terra Vizsla, the first Mandalorian ever inducted into the Jedi Order, eventually Mandalore. Uh, the title given to the leader of the un, un uh, oh unified sorry unified Mandalorian people. Little is known about Vizsla other than his legacy as the first of his culture to join the Jedi. And this ancient weapon has survived eons of conflict, but Vizsla's peaceful cooperation with the Jedi would not last after his death. The Order interred the dark saber in his temple on Coruscant. Only members of the Vizsla's clan. Does the Order interred? the Darksaber in its temple on Coruscant, only for members of Vizsla's clan. They stole it. Well, yeah. This is an, oh, members of Vizsla's clan to secret their way. Oh, okay. It just seemed weird to secret their way to retrieve it, wielding the Darksaber in I, battle. I, think, once I think that's called purple prose. Yeah. Being a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. He's not an English major. You got. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, only for the clan to steal it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Uh, Yeah, this is in Star Wars canon. Little is known about these wars, other than the fact that they occurred during the decline of the Old Republic, and that the planet Malakor was home of one of its climactic battles, as was Mandalore itself, until ultimately scarred by the cataclysm events that took that left much of the service in ruin and the Jedi victorious but the nuggets of information actual references blah 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 yeah it doesn't really give that much more I thought it was going to give more I took a little glance at it but yeah but anyways that's from uh, Gizmodo io9 uh, yeah so that's all I was fi- able to find on the on the dark saber it's still really cool really neat kind of thing really interesting uh little artifact i guess in the lore of star wars it's still just it's just a cool looking saber too yeah, man yeah that's the biggest part of it it's just a really neat looking saber you throw a sword in anything and it's awesome <laughs> yeah especially if it's made of line it cuts through just about anything and everything so so. i still want to see in the red rising saga their razors oh i know and how they actually look yeah now, i've seen depictions in comics and stuff but yeah. Well, I want to see it like go from whip form into like sword form and stuff yeah. like that. And, you know, cause I'm going back through, I forgot to tell you, I was going to tell you this. I'm glad you brought up red rising real fast. I'll bring this up and then we'll end because we're almost in an hour and 30 minutes. Oh crap. <laughs> We've even paused. I know it. And my butt is really killing me. That's the only reason why I would like turn and looked at the time. I don't know that you had said that he was inspired by Tolkien also. And I never caught this until recently. And the second book um, is that Golden Sun, the second book, where they go to rescue the jackal from the grips of Pliny, and he's got him in the the cell. 
uh, Severo uses Bilbo's uh, riddle that he proposes to Gollum. Oh, yeah. What do I have in my pocket? Where he's got Pliny's eyeball. And I that is. The only reason why I caught that is because I'd watched The Hobbit the few days before I went to work, and then I heard that, and I was like, holy crap! What How did I, I never catch that, man? What do I have in my pocket? Bilbo asked, specifically asked, yeah. Gollum, what do I have in my pocket? That was his riddle that he See, asked. See, that's the beauty of, he steals like an artist. Oh, dude, so much. I won't even call it stealing. I like to call it inspired by. And it no, paying, no, no. Paying homage. You I'm, know? I'm, I'm just saying that because people are getting ruts and artists. Oh, yeah. This guy, uh, I can't remember his name. He's from the Austin area. He wrote this book called Steal Like an Artist. And he goes through this book giving examples of how artists say, oh, yeah. I stole this. When we went to this Renoir exhibition. Yeah. Okay, did he steal from these earlier painters? Well, heck yeah. Because he, he basically painted the exact same painting. Oh, yeah. My wife, like, she loves Monet. So she feels like, oh, I'm cheating because I'm copying a Monet. Yeah. People will know. I'm like, well, first of all, no. People, most people probably won't probably know. Probably won't he, know, yeah. And two, everybody is inspired and uses a foundation for something, for some weird, from yeah. something they've already read. The Cormac McCarthy says, books are made of books. Yeah. I mean, you can make up a story off the top of your head, but dang it, I could do that right now. Odds are I'm probably stealing from five different things in three movies. Exactly. Well, and music is the same way. You can hear, you can play two songs that sounds almost exactly alike, but the lyrics will be different, the, the rhythm will be different, or whatever. You know, yeah. it might be the same chords, but you can say that, like, oh, well, they were inspired by that song. Nickelback. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's inspired by Nickelback. I love Nickelback. I do too, man. I'm not going to give them a hard time. They man, do, but, but they got care. some really good tunes, man. We'll end it at that. Go listen to some Nickelback. Go listen and watch to some, some Nickelback. Clone Wars and yeah. What's those episodes of Clone Wars? If you want to see the dark stay away from my VHS collection. Because <laughs> if not, we'll have to punch you. Yeah. Michael will. I won't. I'll just talk your head off. Probably. I'll go get that old yeah. Dark Valley view to tap it. <laughs> right. And then I'll walk away wondering why the hell did I talk so much. <laughs> Anyways, uh, go by www.dirtylegion.com slash audible. Sign up for your one free month and one free book. You know what? Say it every week. We say, man, you don't have to keep the subscription, but you get to keep the book. But you're going to keep the subscription because it's amazing. I'm not even going to try to list off any of the titles because there's so many of them. So many of them. I'm always going to suggest Red Rising or one of the Harry Potter books. I'm about to get a Harry Potter book here in just a little bit because I get to go to Goblet of Fire now. I'm really enjoying the books. I'm actually really surprised on how much I am enjoying those books. Uh, So I can't wait. So that way I can watch the Goblet of Fire movie because I'm reading the book and then watching the movie. So I'm really stoked. And yesterday they were doing a Harry Potter marathon on USA. Yeah. And I wanted to watch them, but I didn't because I was like, no, that's the Goblet of Fire. I could cheat and I could watch this. Yeah. But I'm not going to. Even though I've already seen the movie, I don't want to spoil what I'm about to read. Right. So. Discipline. Exactly. Sensei. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, if you want to contact us between shows, like if you want to ask us about the Dark Saber, be like Dave. I didn't like your answer about the Dark Saber. Give us a little bit more info. You can email us at two bt show at gmail dot com. That's the number two bt show at gmail dot com. You can get a hold of us at Twitter. You can ask us the same thing on Twitter if you want to, or whatever. 
or just go by and follow us, even though we don't hardly ever post anything. You know, you can go by and follow us. That's the number two BT show. That's the number two BT show. Uh, Dave's address is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, While you're at it, go by and... Write a, you know, rate us, write a review. You don't have to write a review. Just go by and give us a little rating. Five stars. Yeah, just remember, be kind. We like five stars. Five stars. Five lightsabers. Five lightsabers. Five whatever, man. You know. Dark sabers. Five dark sabers. Yeah, that would be cool. We need to come up with a rating system that involves dark sabers because that thing just looks neat. Yeah. Anyways, uh, with that being said, I'm David. I'm Michael. 2BT. Signing off. Adios. Happy birthday, Stephen. Happy birthday, bro. Bye, Ocandias. <laughs> so it goes. That was my Transformer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that wasn't terrible. That was pathetic. Boom. Nerdy Legion. NerdyLegion.com.